Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go listeners. Thank you so much for supporting MaximumFun.org and the Pledge Drive. We could not appreciate it more. You are the reason we're still able to make the room in our lives to make this really terrible, stupid show. Uh, but we're very, very grateful to you for supporting it. Um, this episode is a very special episode. Basically what we did, you might remember this, is we just gave out our phone number on the air and on social media and just had people call us. And uh, actually, a surprisingly large number of people did. We were basically ready to fill time for an hour, but uh, people called in and we had a great time. So let's go to the Max Fun Studios in your special Max Fun Pledge Drive bonus episode of Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Robin and Thede, special guest. I introduced myself. I ruined it. It's fine. No. Robin Thede, our <laughs> our friend from television. Why, why wait? Here visiting when, you, us. when you got a Robin Thede, yeah. why why waste everybody's time with 20 minutes of dumb bullshit? I'm dropping you get Thede. her in there. I'm yeah. dropping Thede bombs all over everywhere. <laughs> boom, Robin. Boom, Thede. Boom, Thede. Boom, Thede. Boom, Robin. It's good, guys. Boom, Robin Thede. You really hit a lot of- Boom, s- Robin Thicke. That one was a surprise. <laughs> You're hitting a lot of civilians with these. <laughs> Uh, on this week's Jordan Jesse Go, we're trying something that will almost certainly be a failure. Yes. Yeah. And frankly, what you don't know is that we're already half an hour into this and we've failed for <laughs> the previous half an hour. But hopefully it'll be a delightful failure like that second Punisher movie. <laughs> Sorry, third Punisher movie. Wait, oh, we, boy. Are we yeah. talking about Punisher Warzone? We're Zone? talking about Punisher colon Warzone. Okay, because I met the director of Punisher Warzone, Ooh. and she's literally the most amazing human being I've ever met in my entire life. I believe it. She, Her name is Lexi Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a former world karate champion. Oh, my God. Uh, she is German-Palestinian. And she is, like, the smartest, most bad – like, when I say the most amazing person I've ever met in my life, that may literally mm-hmm. be true. The best thing that she said – we were trying to talk her into doing a podcast, and it's kind of – it's hard because she's all over everywhere. She directs sure. a lot of uh, – she directs, like, your, your – your The Flash. Sure. Your action <laughs> TV shows a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so she's always in Vancouver or wherever they shoot those. So it's hard to make a podcast. But we had this great – lunch with her. She's such a cool lady. And at one point she was talking about people trolling her because she's very actively uh, feminist and anti-racist on Twitter especially. Boo. Is that a weird response? <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Oh, all right. Yeah, from an African-American woman. It's unusual. <laughs> um, and but Robin, don't try to put Robin into a box. Exactly. But if but she wants to be a sexist racist, racist Robin, let you. her. That's her truth. Amen. That's, can I congratulate you on the cabinet nomination? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I really need to launch my political career. Sure. I'm just trying to get no, in. No, this is a good. This is a good start. But anyway, Thanks, she guys. she'll she posts a lot about. Oh, the and also, lack you should of, own Carl's Jr. Too, yes, you can, yes. She she posts a lot about the lack of representation of of women and people of color, mm-hmm. especially in directing, and she's very. She's a very strong activist around it. Uh, she told us a great story about one of those shows that she was directing. The lead is African-American or the, the co-lead is African-American. 
And she got to set on her first day. And TV director is like, a, you know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like an itinerant uh, craftsperson job. <laughs> yes. So you just show up to somebody else's TV right. show, and then you're you're in a weird way in charge, but also in a weird way not in charge at all. And so she showed up the first day, and she said, uh, "This whole scene, the first scene that we're um, that we're supposed to shoot, is lit." For <gasps> white people, not yes, black people. Yes. I cannot see the lead actor in yes. this scene. That happens and, all the time. Yeah, and they said, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it. We would have to lose. We would have to lose an entire day of shooting. Well, then lose and, the day." And she goes, "Well, I'll see you guys tomorrow." Amen. Good for her. But anyway, the the great thing that she told us was she was saying that there was people do- trying threatening to dox her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say, for anyone who doesn't know, release her personal information on the internet, her yeah. f- or f- uh, phone number and address. And she said, so I said to these guys, go ahead and dox me, put my address on the internet, and come to my house so I can punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It was like the oh greatest God. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Punisher Warzone. Punisher colon Warzone. Yeah, beloved, beloved failure. Mm-hmm. Commercial failure. Sure. Like, a, f- a fascinating uh, pile of choices is what I hear. Yeah, but directorial uh, victory, it sounds like, at least yeah. for who they chose. There yeah. is a very memorable scene. I have and not it, seen this, by the way. Worth a watch. Okay. Is if you're going like... to watch one Punisher movie, don't, <laughs> don't watch the Dolph Lundgren written one. Too don't late. watch the top. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is cool when he pushes that guy on the samurai yeah. helmet. When there's a great scene in Punisher Warzone where there's parkour villains. Yeah. Because oh it was it was made in the time where you needed a parkour villain. Peak yeah. parkour. Peak yeah, exactly. You're making an action movie, you gotta have some you gotta have a guy jump from a roof onto a trash can. Yes. And you're gonna need one of those bat wing flying suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right, exactly. So, yeah. you know. So parkour guys doing a bunch of parkour, doing a bunch of flips. <laughs> Punisher just takes out a grenade launcher, blows him up <laughs> in the middle of the air. <laughs> It's fucking rad. You know what? I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Anyway, on this Jordan Jesse, you guys want to just turn on Punisher Wars? I would describe it to the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> on this Jordan Jesse go, we have decided we welcome our good friend Robin Thede here, yes. most recently of the Nightly Show, now of over 75 upcoming television <laughs> programs. True. You nailed it. Um, and uh, we we have put our phone number on the internet. Mm-hmm. Not right now because you are listening later. But as we record this, we have put our phone number on the internet. We are just taking calls. Now, I want to be clear. We do not have a call screening system. (laughs) We do not have multiple telephone lines. Uh, We do not have a plan. No. We We didn't have have those things. We don't have a very strong call to action. Nope. Our call out was ask us questions. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, So we we anticipate that this will fail. Mm -hmm. It is, as they say, you've heard the expression, too big to fail. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Goldman Sachs of podcasts. Oh my god! This show is plenty small enough mm-hmm. to fail. Our ambitions, I'm down. our ambitions are small, and our skills are smaller. <laughs> um, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see how it works out. Uh, Brian Fernandez, Sunny D, over there on the on the boards. I think we already have a caller on the line. Brian's nodding. Uh, why don't you throw Why don't you throw Patrick on the air with us, and uh, we'll say hello to Patrick. Uh, from, I'm going to say, Binghamton. Hi, Patrick. Can you hear us? <laughs> you nailed it. Yes. Hi. Yes. Yes. Nailed it again. How did you know that? Uh, Magic I, of radio. I bullied him into agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Patrick. 
Hi, Robin Seedy. Oh, you're like the coolest person ever. Oh, my God. Thanks. Hold on. Who are the hosts of this show? (laughs) Wait. I'm I'm the host of the show. I'm fine with (laughs) calling Robin the coolest person ever. But I won't. It's I will pretend to be cooler. (laughs) Whose fan is he? Whose fan is Patrick supposed to be? Maybe he just saw that Robin. He, maybe he has a Google alert for Robin. You don't call. The, you don't call the switchboard at the Tonight Show and say, "Oh my God, I love Antonio Banderas." <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's who I am in yeah. this scenario. Yeah. Well, very good. You exude a raw sexuality, Patrick. Where are you actually, <laughs> Patrick? Where are you actually calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Omaha. Omaha. That's Yay. in. That's in Nebraska, as I understand it. That that is in fact in Nebraska. It's Jesse. the largest city in Nebraska. Jesse. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind them, Patrick. Let's talk. Well, no, I have more Omaha facts if you want them. Let's hear one. What. What's yeah, what's one? the name? What's the name of your singer-songwriter-oriented indie rock band? Uh, cursive, I guess, yeah. would be that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Wait, that was actually he made that up. That was, a, that was no, a pretty I think good... Act, I, think what, I think here there's a misunderstanding. Okay. Jesse, I think the joke you were making yeah. is that because this man is from Omaha, and oh. all jokes work best when you explain them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, the joke you were making is this man is from Omaha, so you are suggesting that he has a singer-songwriter-based indie band. Yes, as what, all think, Omahans do. I think what Patrick oh. was thinking was that you were asking who is the most famous singer-songwriter band. Yeah, that's of, what I went with. Yeah, and I think cursive yeah. is a real one. Oh, okay. Patrick, am I right about that? Yes, cursive was a is a real band. Okay. Do they know that their name yeah. is a self parody? <laughs> they do now. Well, they. I mean, you know, they were from the early two thousands, so yeah. you know, they sort of invented the parody. Yeah, they were just hanging hanging out with bright eyes, talking about <laughs> what what they, the pussiest they, names for a band could be. They literally pussies were are strong, up with bright Jordan. Eyes. You're not true. Joking, right? Robin, pussies are strong. Strong enough to get grabbed. There you go. <laughs> Um, uh, Patrick, did you call in with a question for us? I, I did. I had a question for uh, Jordan. Uh, I've really enjoyed um, him being on Pop Rocket uh, the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He's been really good on there. And I was just curious if he had any plans or any interest in doing another podcast on the network um, <laughs> or if it just is like too much time out of his uh, life when he has a regular nine to five job. I want to say that I have also <clears throat> been listening to Jordan ho- guest hosting Pop Rocket. He's been doing a wonderful job. And like everyone, I have been shipping him and Winter Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, I appreciate Winter Mitchell. your fan fiction. I, your erotic drawings are very erotic. Yes. And realistic. Yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. I've, I've and some the... of them are generous. Thank you for that. <laughs> I've seen the necessary items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both both in a dull and <laughs> both in a dull and excited state. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say dull and sharp, which was going to lead me to many anatomy questions. Jordan does I have a cat penis. <laughs> cat penis. Yeah. Oh with the with they have the, barbs. Yeah, they have barbs. Yeah. I was gonna say prickly things, but barbs yeah, yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> hey, speaking of barbs, stranger things. Oh no, my god. Just gosh. kidding. Just kidding. You have to answer your question. What's your what's your future in the podcast world? Yeah, um yeah, I mean I uh, I'm I'm not opposed to the idea of doing pot two podcasts uh i think uh since i have been doing pop rocket and jordan jesse go uh i'm a little pooped and cranky so which I, is your third podcast which is my third my pooped and cranky uh <laughs> where i talk to uh new parents and scat fetishists yep. yeah 
Oh, I turned my phone off. <laughs> I was going to Google that and oh, see if boy. it was something. We, yeah, let's get somebody to buy poopedandcranky.org. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has to be a nonprofit. Yeah, it is a nonprofit. Yeah, for the, for the public good. <laughs> I'm glad, by the way, that we've decided to have Patrick take his answer on the air. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, so why let someone else call in? Patrick, thank you for calling. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Yes. Bye. Uh, so to answer Patrick's question, uh, I think I, uh, I'm i not ruling out the idea of maybe doing another show down the line, but I think it doesn't really work for my schedule uh, when I have a nine-to-five job. But maybe there's, uh, there's a, a, a time when I do that when I get fired. I think that one of the <laughs> – for incompetence. <laughs> one of the things that I think people who know you through mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse go, one of the mistakes that they make is they have a hard time imagining you outside of the context of Jordan Jesse go mm-hmm. and forget that you have a demanding <laughs> career. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like they think that Jordan Jesse go is the center of your creative. That's life true. Sure. And not your full time job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put. Uh, we've thank got... you for the question and thank you for listening to Pop Rocket. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It's a fun, fun show to do, and those guys are great. Yeah, uh, especially that Winter Mitchell, and she's cute. Too. I, I know. I, I think she's attached to Jesse. I think she's, regardless of what the erotic well, anime style drawings suggest, to Ben Affleck. Yes, to Ben Affleck. Uh, let's let's have a Lucas on the line here. Hi, Lucas. Can you hear us? I can. It's actually Luca, not Noet. Mm. I knew that, Luca. You know what? Fuck you, Luca. <laughs> you and the space dog you're named after. <laughs> you and your fancy cameras. It's like us. Yeah. No, I was, I was actually expecting a Suzanne Vega reference, but that'll do. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Luca, where are you calling? Where are you calling us from? Burlington, Vermont. Burlington, Very Vermont. Good. I hear they have a great coat factory. <laughs> uh, they do. My my father died at the <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory. He got his hand caught. His inhaling denim fumes. Yeah. You know the coat uh sorry Luca, we'll get back to whatever you called in about in a second. <laughs> Do you know you know the coat uh that I was wearing, Jordan, in my often repeated story of the time I was walking down the street by my house and a kid a young adult was wearing the same jacket as me and I said, <laughs> Hey, cool jacket to him and then he punched me in the face. Oh my god. <laughs> It was uh, from Burlington? It was my dad had taken me to Burlington Coat Factory oh. in a rare act of largesse, discount largesse, mm-hmm. but yes. largesse nonetheless, and said I could pick out any jacket I wanted Holy at Burlington crap. Coat Factory. I picked out a very cool, uh, like... Was it a starter jacket? It was not. They don't have those at Burlington oh, Coat they Factory. Don't. I would have immediately picked right? a starter jacket. <laughs> Probably like an Orlando Magic one. Even I had I a Notre like... Dame one yeah. only that... because it was the colors of my high school. I literally, like starter jackets are 90s retro in right now. And anytime I'm at a vintage uh, store or- Do you see them? At the Rose Bowl. Oh, very much so. <gasps> no, very much so. I would totally it buy one. It is so hard for me not to buy one. And I like look at a Giants one and I'm like- when am I going to wear an orange and black giant starter jacket? It doesn't matter. Jacket? You will find I an want occasion. It so bad. The Oscars. Anyway, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I am nominated this when year. When you looked up your award for best sound editing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm only going to be at the technical Oscars. That's all right. I uh, it was like a denim 49ers stadium jacket, like a Letterman style okay. jacket. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, that guy clocked me in the face. Got that at the Burlington Coat Factory. I haven't been back since. Um, they sell more than coats now, guys. It's more I than hear. just great coats. That's yeah. what I think. The that's coats the are great. Slogan. Mm-hmm. The coats are great. They will 
lead to uh, gang warfare. Yeah, well, duh. <laughs> the best stores do. Exactly, yeah. Luca, Baskin what, Robbins. Luca, Luca what Home kind of... Depot. Do you have another job b- besides uh, working on the line there at the at the factory? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm a student here. Um, I'm at Champlain College studying video game design. Mm. That's, that's, oh not a, that's not a college, and that's not a college major. <laughs> Totally is bachelor of science, Luca. So okay, My so final what, semester. So for your for your final semester, do you have to make a video game? Is that part of it? Oh yeah, I've I've made tons. Uh, so so the way everything works here is um, we have uh, a bunch of classes where you get put into small groups, and then they say figure it out, and then you make a game. And uh, so last semester we had a, a capstone project which was everyone had a team of, like, four people, and everyone made games. And then the best of the best go through, and the worst of the worst get cut. Sadly, I got cut, but I'm uh, working on a pretty exciting game. Luca, can I ask you a question? Uh, Is it possible that you don't know it, but you are an indentured servant at Electronic Arts? (laughs) 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 No. Uh, it, it is actually very likely. It is, it is very likely. What is, it, what is the game that you're excited about, Luca? Uh, that, that I'm working on or I'm excited to play? No, that you're, excited, that you're excited about working on, the very exciting game that you're working on that you wanted to brag to us about so that others could steal your uh, I'm working. I'm, I'm working on a game called Kanji Samurai, and it's uh, a game where you uh, learn Japanese kanji through uh, battles. So it's on, uh, on a tablet. So uh, you're battling your sensei and you're drawing Japanese kanji. And they brought on me, someone who does not speak Japanese, to make a game about speaking Japanese. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I can make it less <laughs> Luca, difficult. You, I, I don't mean to give you marketing advice, but have you ever thought about making a game that might appeal to nerds? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, that does, I like your that game. Sound pretty cool. It sounds educational and fun. Yeah. Luca, do you have a question for Jordan Jesse Go or Robin Thede? I, I do. You guys said you wanted stupid questions, so I have the stupidest question. If you could be any kind of tree, what tree would you be? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My, answer, my answer is so Thank easy. Thank you so much, You have Luca. one right off the bat. Right dome, off the bat. My, my answer is so easy. So, wait. Why don't, we, why don't we let Luca go? We'll get yeah. that next question. We'll talk trees. Robin, yeah. what's uh, you, you, you have it. Yeah, Welcome have to it. Talking Trees with Robin Thede, <laughs> one of Robin's recently sold show pitches. <laughs> Talking trees, Coming guys. up later, it's Pooped and Granky. She and sold cranky. that one to Freeform, formerly ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, it's coming on after Shadowhunters. Um, <laughs> Good lead-in. Good lead-in. It's Robin, a great lead-in. Robin um, is familiar with the television <laughs> landscape. <laughs> <laughs> I would be an acacia tree because acacia wood is very durable. They're using it in all the sorts of flooring and things now. And I saw it on my trip to South Africa last year. Oh. It's also my older sister's name. Okay, so, that so is that's the tree a that, it would be. It, okay. but it's actually a beautiful, very durable wood. This is not a funny answer. It's just actually a really beautiful tree, and it survived all sorts of havoc in the bush in yeah. South Africa. And it's it was the like the lone tree standing. So there's a metaphor there. There for... is a metaphor there. It's very strong. It's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Uh, what about you, Jordan? What kind of tree would you like to be? I gotta go Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking fun trees to that's be. There's for. no tree like Christmas. <laughs> I mean, Christmas tree is one of the top. Already dead trees. Oh yeah, that is a good one. But yeah, I have to sit in a little feeder. I so I grew up opposed to nature, mm-hmm. um, just in general. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like I just didn't have time for it. Was mm-hmm. not interested. <laughs> but since ah! 
since outside I, since, <laughs> I, since I got this since I got this cabin in the Southern Sierras, I got to go with Giant Sequoia. Yeah, mm. that's, that's the a world's good one. that's the world's largest and oldest tree. You and I am the world's largest and <laughs> oldest podcaster. I was like, what is going to come after oldest? Yeah. Do you know I've never seen a giant sequoia in person? Oh, you simply must. I Gotta must. come up to the cabin, Robin. Seriously, done. Because I don't know where it is or where the Sierras are, but I will find it. Them shits is amazing. <laughs> Them shits right there, though. Um, are those the ones you drive through? They have trees that you can't drive through. Oh, my God. You know, guys, the, the drive through tree fell down. Uh, there are face. multiple yeah. drive-through trees, Jordan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, there were like a ton. Ah, uh, drive-through uh, okay. tree. Was it the most famous drive-through tree? It was one of the most famous drive-through okay. trees. What there happened? is a tree. Uh, there was. Yeah, I don't there's know. been what? a drought, Lightning? and then there was a drought, and then a torrential rain. Someone realized it wasn't structurally sound to kind of dig yeah. a hole through a tree. <laughs> my top. My top. Tree, my mm-hmm. top giant sequoia tree, yeah. uh, specifically, is one called Tharps Log. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that far from my cabin. It's in Sequoia National Forest. Yeah, uh, this was a fallen giant sequoia Ooh. that a man named Tharp found mm-hmm. and just turned into a house. Mm-hmm. Just like cut out a door and just, just like, cut out a door and, and hollowed it out. Yeah. and fucking lived in there. Nice. Yeah. Him, him and the termites just living in, <laughs> just tharping around. Do you know what kind of disgusting shit is in trees? Can you imagine how huge <laughs> all kinds of nasty stuff? Ugh, all sappy nap, sappy, 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 sappy naps. <laughs> okay, uh, we've got Rachel Sperling on the line here. This is our friend, uh, aka Rich Tacular from the internet. Woo! Hi, Rachel. How you doing, bud? Hi, hi, Jesse. I'm great. How are you all? Good. We're doing pretty good. Where are you calling us from? Oregon. Or, yeah, Oregon. <laughs> Wait, is that how you're supposed to say it? No, you're supposed to say Oregon, and uh, they got bumper stickers up there to tell you to pronounce it Oregon because they're mad that Californians yeah. come up pronouncing it Oregon. <laughs> like, I grew up knowing all the freaking California knock-knock jokes before I even understood the anti-Californian stereotype. Wait, what's an example of a California knock-knock yeah. joke? I've never heard of that before. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I mean, sorry, not knock-knock jokes. Light bulb joke. Oh, oh like, like how stupid are California? How many Californians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Right. One, like, because they're so good looking and bright. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> like four, one to screw in the bulb and three others to share in the experience. Yeah. And then you go, how many Oregonians does it take to change a light bulb? Five, one to change the bulb and four to chase off the Californians who came up to share the experience. Hey. Mm-hmm. It's like a like, hippie I jokes. knew that joke when I was like six years old and I had no idea that context of it just we're indoctrinated little did you know that 25 years later uh oregon would have been oregon would be uh oregon would be completely annexed by california (laughs) (laughs) and ruled uh ruled essentially as a colony uh by fred armison (laughs) correct yeah it's better that way he's our king He's our king. I just love that you enter and you have to like bow down right, to yeah. like this massive velvet painting of right. Fred and Armisen. When when a couple gets married, Fred Armisen must lay with the wife. Yes. Yeah. Just by so, rule, no, decree. Like, sure. The, the like the state loyalty motto is the state loyalty motto is everyone yeah. raises their right <laughs> hand and says Ferrisito was definitely not racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my little brother lives in Portland, and when Portlandia first came out for a season. I said to him, oh, man, have you seen that new show? It's so great. It's so on the nose. And he got so sullen and terse and shook his head. No, no, that's not accurate at all. 
and then he went too close to it now. And then he went he's back to whittling now. a beer stein. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just don't like yeah, it when it hits too close to <laughs> yeah, home, yeah. you know? It's just that this is my same little brother who professionally judges Magic the Gathering tournaments. <laughs> So, I'm said, so, is he so, single? Or? Yeah, some looking. He's not. <laughs> oh, all right. He has a job, <laughs> professional Magic the Gathering referee. He is also a computer programmer. But of course, in his a non-computer programming time. Mm. He is a professional Magic the Gathering tournament judge. That's fantastic. Is his wife a Sarah Angel? Yeah, it's the only Magic the Gathering card I know. <laughs> I didn't. I, I don't know. I love to bring yeah. it back as as often as I can. <laughs> Sarah Angel, I remember it from sixth grade, seventh grade. When did Magic cards come out? That sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Oh. I'm so young. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I was in high school like yesterday. Yeah. So. Robin, Robin used to play which B2K member. <laughs> B2K. Somebody tweeted me the other day. They were like, "Do you remember Aisha by ABC?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Aisha or Moesha? What? No, Mo- I also remember Moesha very well. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brandy used to be quite the little actress. I don't know what's going on now. What's, what's, happen- what's uh, happening with Brandy? It seems like, like Brandy's having some shows weird issues. I yeah. think there's a feud between her and Monica. Shut up. One of them is keeping up the feud. There's a really... Because there was an old feud between them, and then they did The Boy Is Mine together. There's a Don't start me down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought they were okay. No, they are not cool. Shut up. But the 2017, song. they're not cool. Wow. Mm. This is good to, This is good tea, you guys. You know what's good a, tea. You know what's a dope brandy song? Full Moon. Full Moon is a great song. That's a great song. But the I Wanna song. Be Down remix with Queen Latifah and you sure. know all oh. those ladies is just tops. I don't know a lot of her songs. You guys all know that I primarily listen to the Cherry Pop and Daddies in my youth. Oh, sure. that makes Rachel sense. Sperling, of course, a regular on the Maximum Fun Reddit who mm. is, is Rosing now, but oh, excuse me, Rachel Rosing, forgive me. Uh, That's totally fine. Uh, a regular on the Maximum Fund Reddit as Rach Tacular, uh, frequently checked in on for matters cherry popping. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it's they and, are from it, my hometown. I grew up going to their show. Oh, that's awesome. When I was like 13 years old. Did they? Yeah. Did you lose your virginity to them? <laughs> oh, appropriate. <laughs> Fun I, fact. I did not. No, I lost my virginity after seeing Pulp Fiction in the theaters, and it was with a guy named Zed. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow, that's a great I mean, story. Yeah. That's the time to fuck a guy named Zed, Sure. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Pretty soon he's going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's dead, baby. <laughs> Rachel, what's your question for us? Okay, well, actually, so I had come up with a really good question, like, thought of a great question that I was going to ask you guys. And then instead today I had a momentous occasion because at work today I met Bruce Campbell. Whoa. Whoa. That is a good momentous and occasion. And let's all let's let's we'll also get the question to later because we're trying to kill time. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the context? Why how does one meet oh, Bruce Campbell? Right? So I work in a grocery store. Um in Oregon, and Bruce Campbell, as all Bruce Campbell fans knows, lives in Medford. Um, and I was I was working down or the beverage aisle, just hanging tags because that's my job. And some guy was asking where the fancy uh, tonic water was or mm. something, and I showed him. And then the guy who was his friend was standing like right next to me, like a foot away, and was like, "Oh, what are you getting? Is the tonic water? All right, what do we still need?" And I look up at that guy. And it's fucking Bruce Campbell. Wow. And I, he just has like materialized next to me. And I 
palpitations. I like I had a stroke. I was too excited. I um Sam Elliott also sometimes has come into my grocery store and what I keep my cool store around store is this? I know, right? I keep my cool around Sam Elliott. He's yeah. like, oh, it's neat. But I lost my Hi, welcome shit to fuckable fifty year old guys. Seriously. <laughs> Now, do you? Oh, also, do you... we've seen Yardley Smith. We get all of the cool. Wow. That's also pretty good. That's, That's pretty too. good too. So let me ask you something. When you see somebody famous, do you recognize right. them immediately? Because I'm always the person that's like, I recognize them five minutes after they walk away. So immediately, did you second. know? It took me a second. He yeah. was dressed kind of rugged casual. He had on like a hat, like brown sort of hat that maybe like a rancher would be wearing. He had his glasses on. You don't tend to see him with glasses on in TV and movies, but it's like. It was pretty quick, and he was talking too, so I had the voice to help. Oh, that's contextualize. A good one. Yeah. And uh, face, voice, and click, click. Oh, did you say anything to out. him? I did. So I did. Like, I was standing right next to him, like looking at his face. There's no way I couldn't. And so I said, I kind of for a minute, and then I said, "Oh my gosh, I just have to tell you, I'm a huge fan of yours." And he kind of smiled, and he went. Who, me? Ah, Classic. Campbell. 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 Rachel, did you know that my colleague John Hodgman, the host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, uh, was once upon a time Bruce Campbell's literary agent? What? That's so good. That's awesome. He sold when he... That's not the end of the interaction, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. So then he shook my hand. By all means, host the show, Rachel. Rachel. I will. Thank you. I'm still too excited. I have been living in all caps since this happened. (laughs) (laughs) He shook my hand. He said, oh, nice to meet you, Rachel. It was amazing. So then he kept standing where he was looking at his grocery list. And I still was right next to him. I had work that I theoretically ought to have been doing, but I couldn't. It was too much. So I walked. I was going to go to the back room to have a proper freak out. And I had gotten to the end of the aisle and he sort of called, he looked up from his list and called down from where he was and said, oh, sweetie, uh, wild Ziploc bags? And I said, aisle five, right around the corner. And then I went to the back room and properly flipped out. By guys, properly oops. flipped out, masturbated. Right? Yeah, 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 that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that. So you guys, stars are just like us. I think that's the yeah, moral of this. They make I shopping lists and they use Ziploc bags. Mm. And they hire other stars to be their literary agents. Mm-hmm. Hodgman, they were checking out. He was bagging his own groceries. Wow. What Hodgman, a what a when, prince. when Hodgman worked at a literary agency but was not a literary agent, uh, he wrote a letter to Bruce Campbell suggesting that he write a book. Did not know Bruce Campbell. Wow. Was just a 24-year-old or whatever that worked at a literary agency. Bruce Campbell wrote back and said, I will write a book if you will be my literary agent. And Hodgman became a literary That's agent. That's so smart. And it's a great book. Yeah. I've read it. It is a great book. Yeah. It's a legitimately yeah. great book. And Bruce Campbell is a really – Bruce Campbell was on The Sound of the America years ago, thanks to our friend John Hodgman. And um, I am not a Evil Dead guy mm-hmm. or whatever – um, none of the Bruce Campbell things are like special or close to my heart. I mean, immense respect for them and so on and yeah. so forth, but none of them are my He was thing. Autolycus, the King of Thieves, on Hercules, the Legendary Journeys, well, and Xena, Warrior Princess. <laughs> <laughs> because they existed in the same universe. Now Hercules, are you the in? Legendary Journeys is my thing. They are yeah. in the same universe. <laughs> um, but uh, he was so fun and lovely. Yeah. He's just a really nice, fun, great guy who understands exactly what his deal is and thinks it's really fun. Here's the real question. You saw Yardley uh-huh. Smith. 
Have any yeah. other cast members of Herman's Head come in? <laughs> oh, I wish. If Hank Azaria came in, I would also lose my shit. That would be good. Um, well, Rachel, thank you so much for calling us. Congratulations. Oh, oh wait, let's take the, que- oh, let's yeah, take the what's question. Oh, yeah, what's your question, Rachel? Oh, well, my question was really kind of a little more serious. I So I... I, I get the impression from you guys that you're kind of like me in in your probably have kind of nonviolent uh, outlooks on life. But I Wrong. was wondering. I assume. No, no. I was I'm more of a Punisher war zone type guy. I would have to push you before you would throw a punch. Like, what would your line be? Wait, who's this person pushing us? How far would someone you, have to? Just push anyone. Like, what would make what would make you punch somebody? Wow, like that's a great question. Well, okay, Rachel, we're gonna we're gonna hang up on you and think about that question. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Uh, have you, you ever hit anyone, Robin Thede? No, outside of like smacking my sister's arm or something when we were fighting when we were kids. No, never. And I've actually never had a full on fight. I have been hit though. <laughs> what in oh, what boy. circumstances? This is a fantastic story. I'll give you the ten second version. I was auditioning for a pilot. Again, we're trying to we're <laughs> yeah. trying to kill. No, time let's here. hear it. Do the do the real version. Oh, do the, the real do, version. Do the moth version. This is a great story, actually. So there was a show called The Game uh, that Tia Mowry and uh, Wendy Wickell Robinson and all these people. It was on um, what CW, and then it went to BT. Anyway, it was a long running show. Mar Brock Akil, great showrunner, creator. So I'm auditioning. Uh, Tia Mori's in there. We get it. You know a lot of yeah. celebrity <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and so, and then there's like two other like famous people. You know what? I think Brandy was there. This Whoa. is coming full circle. <laughs> I think it was Brandy. And was then the I think Punisher was, also there? No. Um, He's but white, the band, the, cur- <laughs> but the cursive band was there, which was oh, okay. weird. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> right. And so, and so uh, I'm Let's auditioning. See. Morris Chestnut was yeah, there. I wish. Alexander O'Neill was yeah. there. <laughs> Tim Reed. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting to go in. But Warren I know- Moon was there. <laughs> Warren Moon. Hard <laughs> enough black quarterbacks, you guys. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm parked in an hour parking zone on Gower in Hollywood across from Paramount Studios. And I know I have to move my car in an hour. They're taking too long to do the audition. So I'm like, crap. All right, I'm just going to run across the street and move my car. Unbeknownst to me, I had blocked someone's driveway. They have very tiny driveways at these old original yeah. L.A. houses. And this woman came out. She did not speak much English. She was yelling at me in Spanish. From what I could gather, she was saying, I need to pick up my son from school and I can't get out because your car's in the way. And so I'm communicating back to her in half English, half Spanish. And I'm saying, OK, I'll move my car. And she's like, no, don't move it. I called the police. They're going to tow it. And she's livid. She's red in the face. She's screaming. And I felt terrible because I'm like, oh, my God, your son is like at school by himself. waiting for you and she says I have to pay so you need to give me money because I have to pay the school if I'm late to pick him up and so I'm like okay well do you want money or do you want me to move the car which is it yeah yeah and she just runs up even closer to me and she goes estúpido and smacks me oh my gosh and I go shouldn't it be (laughs) estúpida but so she smacked me and I thought immediately all my friends were like oh my god did you fight her and I'm like that wasn't my instinct because I've literally never been in in a physical fight and especially not as an adult. Like, I was just like, it was so unexpected. And she ran away into her house after she did it. And I was like, well, when the police get here, I'll tell them you assaulted me. Like, the lamest yeah, thing you yeah. could possibly say. Oh. So I made a deal with myself. I said, I'm going to look in the mirror. If I have a handprint on my face, then I'll go fight her because I can't go back into the audition with a sure. handprint on my face. But if I don't, I'll just move my car and go back to, into the audition. <laughs> I did not have a mark on my face. Oh, congratulations. So I thank you. I don't bruise easy, yeah, which yeah. makes me a very good... 
never mind. That was about to be an abuse re- joke. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I, I moved my car. I appreciate your instinct on that yeah, one. Yeah, I moved my car and just let it go. And it and it didn't bother me. And to, to this day, like the fact that I got slapped and then went in and still had to audition and was terrible and didn't get the job. But that wasn't her fault. I just think it was, you know, it was fate telling me I was meant to stay unemployed for two more years. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I interviewed Stre- DJ Stretch Armstrong the yeah. other day, the legendary hip-hop radio DJ. And uh, he was telling me he's a very t- – he's taller than me. He's like 6'5 yeah, or 6'6. Yeah. And uh, I saw some pictures of him in the documentary about Stretch and Bobbito mm-hmm. that showed him as a teenager, very gawky teenager. Yeah. And he was telling me that as a teenager, a joke among his friends – as a young teenager, a joke among his friends was – how often he got jumped. <laughs> that, like, mm-hmm. he got mugged or jumped so often. Wouldn't you have that to they literally would... jump to jump him? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so but that's the thing. Like, so then he said, but you know, when I, when I got to be about 15 or 16, I, you know, broke past six feet, just people stopped fucking oh, with me. Right. I didn't have to do anything. People just stopped fucking with me. And I was like, I, my experience could not have mirrored his more exactly. Like, when I got to be, I realized when I got to be about six feet, which was maybe when I was 15 or 16, that people just stopped fucking with me. Like, they were just like, eh, I'll fuck with somebody smaller yeah. than 16. And definitely when I was younger than that, I was not going to f- fight back to anyone. Like so, You didn't? No. So, But I never got, like, I never got my ass beat. Okay. Like, never okay. in the whole time I was a kid did... did I whatever I needed to give up to not get my ass beat. You did. I just give it up and yeah. leave. Yeah, take it all. Yeah. So that probably and it wasn't like all the time, but like six or eight times, you know. Yeah. And that was fine, but I have never been in a fight in my entire life for for that reason. See, I was so poor, I didn't have shit to take. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I had like two dollars. <laughs> I had nothing. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember. My biggest worry was that they would be mad at me for not having enough shit because I look like. Oh. I mean, I look like a rich. I look like a white person. Right. They're like, you're so white. Like, you have something. Yeah. Right. But I had nothing. So <laughs> like, here's Joke's my dollar. On you. Yeah. I got a. I got a dollar twenty five. I was gonna buy a twenty ounce sun kissed. <laughs> uh, have you ever been in a fight, Jordan? I was in. I was in two elementary school fights, like around fourth or fifth grade, and I I had some karate classes, so I think <laughs> I did okay. Oh, here we go. All right. I karateed them. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I got in a real fight now, it would be a full-on Bobby Hill in self-defense class situation. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not your purse. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't actually answer Rachel's question, which is what would it what would take provoke? Yeah. Yeah, to, for you to punch somebody? I feel like I would not punch somebody under any circumstances. Yeah. I, I, w- I might fight someone, mm-hmm. but I would not have the punching skills to effectively yeah, punch Yeah, you're just going to, like, windmill and kick. And, and I am also – I also <laughs> – Way key stab, you know, two hundred and fifteen <laughs> oh, yeah. pounds. Yeah. So I think my most effective fighting technique would be jumping onto someone, yeah. essentially, like Listen, just tackling someone. In a fight, I feel like you got to use whatever you got. You I know? feel like I would tackle someone and try and kick them in the shins or balls. Oh yeah, got to go for the balls. And then it's my <laughs> wife took one of those lady self defense classes mm-hmm. when we were in college. And Did she, she like it? She did. She she learned how to, and she used it once. Oh shit! When she was in Cuba, somebody was fucking with her and Whoa. like wouldn't stop fucking with her. <gasps> and then like he put his hands on her, Oof. just like walking down the street, and she fucking took him down. You know they teach you use the hard part of the elbow, right? Well, basically, like, there's not a soft yeah, part, yeah, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just elbow they, anywhere. Basically, what they basically or what this? they taught mm-hmm. what they taught her and what she did is mm-hmm. kick in the kick to the shins. Yeah. 
knee to the groin, yes. hands to the eyes. Yep. Good for her. And she didn't, I don't think she needed to do all three of those. No. <laughs> um, That's just how I speed date. Shit. <laughs> weird? Groin, eyes. Yeah. Okay, we've got Ben on the line here. And then uh, maybe miniature golf if you get together yeah, again. Yeah, something active. For the second something date. active. Yeah, yeah frothing. Yeah. Frothing. <laughs> I froth. Uh, ben, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, all, Jesse and Jordan. We're good. And we also have Robin Thede here. Hi. Uh, ben, where are you calling from? Charleston, Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia. That's a beautiful country out there, West Virginia. It is. You know, my uh, my mom has some friends that live on a commune in West Virginia. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, when, we drive, when we drive out there, they like to show me where the president hides in case of nuclear attack. Oh, at Greenbrier. Ooh. Isn't that a Greenbrier? I don't remember where it is. Yeah, it's I, a was... I know it well. I'm actually kind of obsessed with it. Yeah. It's a hotel, but underneath there's a whole city. Really? Yeah, where the president the would president go when they goes. have to leave. Isn't that right? Do you know, Miss uh, West Virginia? <laughs> so I'm actually Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. Oh, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Forget it. Just forget uh. it. Just forget it. Well, where do we go near you when the shit goes down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have a place for the president? Is there just a Walmart we can hole up in? <laughs> my mom had uh, my I, mom my mom Ben had a fellowship in Charlottesville, and she told me it was a really beautiful place. She really loved it. I love it too. It's really beautiful. Um, I actually live on a commune that I started a year ago. Oh my god! Yeah, that's about the right. That's about the yep. right length of time. What are the What are the yep. print, What you've, are the, You've hit the apex, and the downhill slide is next. <laughs> <laughs> what are the principles of your commune? Uh, I mean, it's three families, and we're just trying to live together on forty-three acres. So it's just, it's basically just about loose fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone assumes. Everyone assumes that's what it is. He, he didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> he could have said no. <laughs> 43 acres, that really sounds like something. Now, my mom's friends that live on the commune in West Virginia, they say that their money comes from one of them invented the chip that plays music inside of greeting cards. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure they're growing weed, too. Yes, clearly. <laughs> Are you guys growing We've weed out there? about it. Are you guys growing any uh, little? Mail us some. Mail us some artisanal dank. <laughs> what do you do? You farm? What do you? What do you produce? Uh, we don't produce anything. Yeah, we just have jobs. I don't know about this commune. It yeah. doesn't sound like. Yeah, this is, this is bullshit. We just have Fuck jobs. You, yeah, I'm confused. Ben, what, ben, what kind of work do you do out there on the commune? Um, I'm a mechanical engineer. On the commune, I uh, dig a duck pond. That's what I've been working on recently. That sounds fun. That does sound nice. <laughs> have a, yeah. What, <laughs> what kind of ducks are we looking at? Mallards? Uh, uh, there's some Cayugas. And, uh, duck. I don't Cayugas know are a hell of a duck. It's a nice duck. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, their go-to duck is going to be a mallard, but I'm a Cayuga man. Mm-hmm. I said mallard before to confuse you. <laughs> sure. Well, I was just wild, seeing if he would know another type of duck, because I don't believe any of this. Yeah. yeah, Ben, what kind of ducks you got out there? Daffy? Yeah, what do you got? Daisy? What do you got? <laughs> Name some ducks. <laughs> uh, um, you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Do you have, go a, do you have Did you have a question for everybody? 
Uh, I don't have a question. I have a statement. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> You've called the show to read yeah. a statement. <laughs> the best part about Q&As are the statements. Yeah. This... You... When did y'all say it was a Q&A? I don't remember this. You know what? It's fair. That's our fault. No, it's fair. I, you know what? I think it, we'll take statements, declarations. You have a manifesto. <laughs> You're on a commune. I suspect you have some sort of manifesto. We'll hear it. Yeah, read us anything that you've signed in blood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd have to look that up. Um, so I want to tell you all that when my wife and I got married, we changed our name to Rocket. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Ben just won this entire yeah, program. Yeah, jeez. I uh, thought the duck stuff was good. Yeah, this is okay. So I guess this is a little. This is a pretty. This is a pretty lengthy callback that you're making with this. <laughs> yeah, we should. I am. It's at least five years. Yeah, we should explain that in the early days of Jordan Jesse Go, mm-hmm. we would name things, mm. um, and often we would name things with the help of our friend uh, Nick Hornby, the yes. uh, author of. Uh, many best-selling books and, um, and the, the Oscar award-winning screenwriter, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick is a lovely and charming, a hilarious guy. He would help us name things. We named a miniature horse, I think, mm-hmm. Aretha at one point. Yeah. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. One of the things that we did was name a couple who were looking for a new surname uh, after their marriage. They were thinking that they didn't want to... Uh, engage the patriarchy by taking the husband's name. Right. They didn't want to hyphenate names because sure. it's too complicated. So they had chosen a new name and they gave us the right to choose the name. That's fantastic. Now, part of the terms of us naming things on this segment was that you had to accept the name. You couldn't give us the power and mm-hmm. then retract it after If you, you didn't had... like it, right. So we gave them the name Rocket. Mm-hmm. Now, as it turns out, these fucking assholes didn't use it. Bastards. These motherfuckers, and they know who they are. And they've are. been on the run ever since. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, because I'm going to hunt them down road warrior style. <laughs> I got my car all kitted out and everything. That's an awesome last name. Yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, but know. Robin Rocket? You know what, guys? After this, I'm going to the courthouse. Do it. Is that where you change your name? I yeah. That seems like a good place to start. I'm sure they can direct you. If it's not the exact <laughs> place. It's probably an office somewhere. Maybe you could even do it by mail. Maybe. Uh so okay, so 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 talk to us about this decision. Did, did you guys have kind of a similar, you know, concern that we want to have an all new name? Uh, is is that is that is that is that kind of why you guys decided to do this? So she didn't have any concern. She just wanted to take my name, mm-hmm. but I was like, I want to pick a new name for us, and I kept saying, you know, like basically as a joke, let's be rockets or awesomes or whatever. And awesome. but I wanted to pick a new last name for us, and she thought I was joking until about a month before the wedding. And at that point, I've been saying Rocket for so long that once she realized that I was serious, uh, that was the only name that we could change it to. Yeah, like like the been cast. So so yeah. Would you say how much has your life improved since taking this great name that we invented? <laughs> Fifty percent, seventy-five. Was this before or after you started digging this duck pond? <laughs> oh, well before. Yeah. So this oh. is in in a lot of ways. This is giving you the inspiration and personal power that you need in order to uh, get these great ducks out there onto your property. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, wait. How long uh, have you been married? 
two years. Okay, so the commune came a year after you guys were already rockets. Now, do the other families have to also be rockets? No. Okay. No. No, they just have to fuck the rockets. Right. Well, that was my question. I didn't know if they, you know, needed to be married to do so. Sure. I've heard that they have uh, something in their pocket. <laughs> Pretty sure they're just glad to see you. <laughs> That's, that could that could be it too. I really like the idea of taking on a like a, a I don't want to say communal because then that brings up another commune joke, but a, a, like a, a new name for the couple. It's a neat idea. Have. It's a really cool it's a really idea. Neat idea. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling, and uh, uh, good on you for for picking up that last name that those other motherfuckers just dropped yeah. on the ground. Uh, and yeah, we'll all crash with you the next time we're in Virginia. Absolutely. You got a yurt? Yeah, please do. You got a yurt, Ben? Uh, I two domes and a yurt. Yeah, what? two domes and a yurt and a duck pond. Oh, this man's right. living the dream. All right, I'm in now. What type of domes are we talking about? Geodesic. Of course. Yeah. Are there any other kind? Not that I want to be in. I mean, there's Astro. <laughs> sure. I would say your top two types of dome are Astro. Well, you got Astro, Sky, and Geodesic. Those are your top <laughs> mm-hmm. three types of domes. Mm-hmm. Well, and Thunder. Thunder, yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's an interesting fact. Oh, yes. Hall- I can't wait to get to Mad Max. Hall of Fame second baseman Roberto Alomar used yes. to live in the Sky Dome. Really? And now he lives in the Thunderdome. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's an upgrade. Ben, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for calling us. Ben, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Ben, ben Rocket. Rocket. God bless that man. Would you ever live on a commune, Jordan? No. Uh, <laughs> pretty hard no to that. I don't know. Yeah, I maybe. I you mean, lived, I mean, our your senior year of college. Yeah. You lived in a pretty big communal house. Yeah, There's a I, lot of I people lived in that with house. Six, sometimes seven people, because mm. there was a lot of UC Santa Cruz comings and goings. Yeah. Um, oh, the banana slugs. The banana slugs. Yeah, yeah, very good. yeah. No, I liked that. That was a really like fun time. I've I've become really like <laughs> accustomed to solo living lately. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it would be a big adjustment for me to go to live to some sort of communal situation. I am I am I've been become really accustomed to just doing whatever I want whenever. Uh, dropping trowel, singing a little song, mm-hmm. rolling around on the ground. That sounds like commune activity to me, but, but what do I know? <laughs> but what if you? What if the uh, living situation came with dank nugs? Yeah, dank right. nugs and access to many wives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, well, they don't even have to be your wives. Apparently, yeah, it's just yeah, free love. I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely bonuses. I guess. Um, yeah, I would say it's not what I would prefer. I mean, if, 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 you know, if, if. It Wait, you happen. went from hard pass to not what you would prefer. He's loosening up to the. Yeah, I'm well, loosening he, up. I'm loosening up. He's thinking about the consequences of the fuck yurt. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when the yurt's rocking. <laughs> oh, no. Don't It's, it's about no... to fall down. We should probably <laughs> stop having <laughs> sex and, and brace the yurt somehow. Let's Re- move <laughs> to a permanent structure. <laughs> sure. Even though we're enjoying this sex. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I could be talked into it, but uh, I think I think no. How about how about you guys? Communal living? I can almost see it. On the mm-hmm. one hand, I don't get along with anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't hand. like having other people around. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a part of me when I'm at home with my family uh, that wants to like. Uh, I guess kind of <laughs> dig a hole and read a book in it. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I'm an only child, partly. You know, I have two half brothers, but so half the time I was an only child. Right. I have that kind of like I just want to go in a corner 
and do a thing that no one will bother me during. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I had a, I, I often I several times visited the rocks, the uh, commune of uh, the friends of my, of my mom's, and I always had a great time. Really. Yeah, one time a deer got hit by a car or something, and so they killed it, and we all ate venison. And they ate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking good. I don't know, guys. The only commune, commune? I can think about, I don't know, do black people live in communes? Is that a thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is like Jonestown. That's I used not to... a good reference. <laughs> I used to that go... worked out well. Yeah, <laughs> that ended okay, right? Yeah, I think so. I I they used... had Kool-Aid, I heard. Yeah, Kool-Aid's great. <laughs> Kool-Aid's great. I used to go out to the commune with uh, my Aunt Claudia, who's my mom's like uh, nearly lifelong best friend. Yeah. Uh, and she's African-American. Okay. And she... And she lived there? No. Oh. She... But she was friends with them as well. And she would laugh the entire time, the <laughs> entire way there, that she was going to be the first black person ever on a commune. Yeah, uh, probably. Got to the commune. Yeah. She was laughing about being the only black person there, then yeah. laughing all the way back about how a black person <laughs> visited a commune. And, and Aunt Claudia's sob. She was, a pioneer. Awesome. she was a pioneer. Rolling back. She's also very proud. She, she, once, she once, like, opened up a closet in her house, pulled out, like, a giant, Peace medallion, like or yeah. s- like, and I'm talking about a foot, foot and a half wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, "We get those when we turn 16." <laughs> and she said, "It's like a quinceanera." Yes. She said, "This was in the back window of my car when I went to Woodstock." And she says, "Wow, you know, looking out over that crowd, I could tell I was the only person there to see Sly and the Family Stone." <laughs> <laughs> Claudia sounds awesome. Dude, Aunt Claudia is super awesome. Oh, my God. Aunt Claudia is such a distinctive person. We did a bullseye show in Washington, Mm D.C., and I was talking to a couple of longtime listeners after the show, and they were like, can I ask you a question, Jesse? And I was like, yeah, what's that? And they were like, your Aunt Claudia was here, right? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, totally. (laughs) They just recognized her. That's so funny. Yeah. I got to meet this lady. Yeah, Aunt Claudia is awesome. We have another caller on the line, right, Brian? Hi, Shane. How are you? Good. How are you? There he is. I'm pretty upset. Brian's forgot to turn your (laughs) volume up for one thing. (laughs) Shane, where are you calling from? I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, my God. Our there's so many Omaha second, people. Do you know that other guy who called? Are you in the band Cursive? <laughs> <laughs> no. Omaha is very big, you guys. It's a big city. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I got a lot of fans here. Do you have a favorite uh, singer-songwriter-based indie rock band? Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm a pretty big Bright Eyes fan. There it <laughs> is. <laughs> <The> prestige. <laughs> I have a question. In Omaha, Nebraska, um, is City Hall named after Kurt Anderson, or is there just a big (laughs) Kurt Anderson statue in front of it? I don't think either, but Uh, uh, I do have one block off of Saddle Creek. Yeah, Yeah, he lives right off Saddle Creek, so there's that. (laughs) Saddle Creek sounds nice. That's where, like, all the big houses are in Omaha. (laughs) That's where Shane gets his dankest nuts. Oh, yeah. So, Shane, let me ask you this. Let's... yeah. This is just me and you here, Shane. Yeah, I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> Nobody's listening. I got to go take a pee. Robin, yeah, you want to come with me? Let's do it. What's going down in Omaha tonight? <laughs> what are you getting up to after this, tonight? buddy? Well, I just ate half an old baguette. This is my kind of guy. Yeah, buddy. Just like pre crouton baguette. (laughs) Almost a crouton. Still technically a baguette. Still technically a baguette. Cool man. What else what else is going on? 
I don't know. Uh, having some friends over to do a little short story horror writing contest. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really good. I just assume you're yeah. going to say, yeah, I'm just going to play some Ratchet and Clank. Jack off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just like, eating baguettes and yeah. writing horror stories. Yeah. You got, now that you've carbo loaded, you can. Uh, yeah, you for can, the long haul. You can write some horror stories all night. Yeah, Shane, your shit's mad cosmopolitan. I know. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a screen printer. Sweet. Nice. So we can get some so, sweet t shirts or something. Some teas. Yeah, some, can we get some hot teas? Yeah, can can we get some, some extra <laughs> bright eyes t shirts? <laughs> Uh, the company I work for does print all of Bright Eyes merch. Oh my yeah. god! This is great. Uh, so, Shane, you got Do you have a question for us? Yeah, I guess uh, I have two. Uh, the first one is um, I'm writing a new D and D campaign. Mm-hmm. Wondering if you guys have any any good uh, ideas. Ooh, yeah, you got to put some bug put some bugbears in there. Bugbears. I feel like bugbears? It's, it's not a campaign unless there's some bugbears. Observers or those th- beyonders. What do, you, what do you think the call? The, what are the things? Beholders, observers, beholders. Oh, okay, beholders, beholders. There you go. <laughs> Put some beholders in there. You know, it's one of my favorite spells. Fireball. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a classic. It's going to do Fireball's some serious one. damage. Uh, Shane, I actually this this may shock people to know I have <laughs> never played Dungeons and Dragons before, never in my life. Even I, I've played. Really? Yeah. Even I have played. Everything I know about Dungeons and Dragons comes from an uh, IBM PC game called Secret of the Silver Blades mm-hmm. that I had as Very like good. a ten year old. Is it like a tutorial? What is it? It was like a Dungeons and Dragons game with CGA graphics. Oh my god! So like you moved your little guy around one oh, two squares right, played. two yeah, squares okay. down, and then you cast Fireball on a bugbear. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What's What's nice is it's all of the nerdiness of Dungeons and Dragons without having any friends involved. Right? Was it on a floppy disk? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Oh well, yeah, we were, we was flopping that disk. <laughs> oh, we flopped that disk. Oh, uh, flip a flap, a flip a flap, a flip. Let me remind me to Secret tell you after he after. Blades. He, <laughs> yeah. Remind me to tell you about my favorite floppy disk game. You're going to love this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're going to love You're going to love this. You're, you're going to like the way I flop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. Do you want to hear it, or do you want to ask your second question? No, let's. Tell, we got to tell oh, Shane. I want to hear this first. We got to oh, tell he wants Shane. To hear it. We need to give Shane some advice for his well, Dungeons and Dragons. This campaign. is my advice. Okay. So stay with me. The, uh, my favorite game was called uh, Journey to Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an Oregon Trail ripoff for an Apple IIGS that, uh, you know, the green screen, green yeah. and black. And it was uh, a ripoff of Oregon Trail, but it was slaves trying to find their way to freedom. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Um, and so you would, but it was actually really helpful. So you would, like, throw pepper at dogs you chasing you. slavery <laughs> later? Yeah, w- yes. It was my manual. Yeah. Um, my no. history is not strong. <laughs> Actually, my high school history teacher was Mike Pence. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, so you don't even think slavery existed. Okay, well. Black History Month is a little hazy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you would like have to throw pepper on dogs chasing you, and it would. It, this actually was what slaves would do, and and, wow. and and the pepper would throw the dogs out. They couldn't smell you, and you would have to identify prints in quilts that people would hang over their porches to know if it was a safe house. This is all real stuff yeah, that happens. Yeah. So it actually taught me all of these things. So I was going to say, maybe you could add some sort of educational component. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's no, good. I like that. Using history as an inspiration. <laughs> inspire an inspiration. the gameplay. Yeah. And then maybe your opponents like can, idea. you know, they can't they can't get through because they don't know they don't know the history. I yeah. got I got the answer here, Shane. Mm-hmm. 
right. The game's called Dungeons and Dragons, right? What are you sure. usually fighting your way through in the game? Like, what are you uh, trying to get well, to the bottom of and find treasure in? I'll give you a hint. It's not right drag. Uh, it's not dragons. Dungeons. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> I say right. we take that One. and flip it. Make them fight their way through a tower. Ooh, Ooh that's good. It can be leaning if you want, but it's not necessary for it to be leaning. Can you do that? Can you change structures? Yeah, you can change structures. That's pretty sweet. You know, it's at the top of that tower. Yeah. What's that? Tribbles. Yeah. Towers and tribbles. Towers and tribbles. Yep. This problem solved, Shane. What's your second question? <laughs> All right. Uh, the second one's a lot harder. That one was pretty but, hard. Yeah, that was a hard one. Shane. <laughs> this one just division. All right. <laughs> uh, Mary Fuck Kill, Brandon Fraser, Fred Durst, and Bam Margera. Bam, Mar- okay. So Bam Margera of Jackass. Yeah. Uh, Shane, we'll 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 uh, we'll let you go from the line, and we'll discuss this. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank for your you so call. much, Shane. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Mary in the game, Mary Fuck Kill. You have to pick one that you marry, one that you fuck, and one that you kill. Right? Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was it? Brendan Brandon Fraser of Fred Durst. Fred Durst. Brendan Fraser of The Mummy and yep. Encino Man. Correct. Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit and directing eHarmony commercials. Yeah. Is that true? I think so. And like Hallmark movies. Yeah. Wow. And uh, he's mellowed. Bam Marge. Yeah, right. He's he's no longer doing it all for the nookie. No. <laughs> doing it for residuals. He's got a variety of reasons to do it. Yeah, he's doing he it is... for these bills. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, okay, I mean, marry Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's the, man, the obvious. I, one. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I really Brendan enjoy... Fraser seems like a good guy. Yeah, he, he probably does. got a more stable, you know, emotional financial life. situation, <laughs> emotional life. Probably that, all of the above. Yeah, uh, you know, stability is important. Fuck, I think I'm gonna go Bam Margera. See, I'm fucking Fred Durst. Interesting. Yeah. T- tell me about that. Well, because I want to know if the biscuit is limp. Ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you would find out once and for all. Yeah. You could say yeah. definitively. Get to the answer. No, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any particular malice towards Durst other than being the maker of perhaps the worst music. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think probably the worst music. It might be the worst music. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll kill Durst. I actually, I you know, in, in my time working for Fuel TV, mm. I interacted with jackass people on a regular basis. Yeah. And I found them all Lovely to people. be delightful. Yeah. I liked all the jackass men. Yeah. Bam Margera included. Yeah, I the only uh, jackass jackass man I've mm-hmm. met is Lance Bangs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but he spoke really highly of his jackass experiences, and he is himself a really lovely dude. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I think I'm Marion Fraser mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he's uh, he's he's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We've seen him lately, though. I don't know. We're I assuming a lot. He's got to have – I mean, he is a very good-looking guy. So it would have to be a very steep dive. Yeah. But maybe. You never know. Yeah, and I, he's good-looking in, like, a sweet way. That's true. That's, like, what that's I'm looking true. for in a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'm going to kill Durst because he's the one I would feel the least bad if he was dead. Yeah. I, apologies to Fred Durst and his family. We were forced to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess that means I'm fucking bam. I mean, I don't really want to fuck any of these dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not that into fucking dudes, for mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like if I could choose to fuck, if it was just who would you fuck, it, it would be Brandon Fraser as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's true. Marianne fuck are kind of the same person. Sure. But it's got to be some sort of sex life, or else the marriage won't won't uh, won't it, survive. <laughs> but I just, just feel like it. I could make it through one sexual experience with any of these dudes. But there's only one of these dudes that I feel confident thinking I could build a life yeah. with. It's true. It's true. It's like, who can you have long conversations with, you know, at night? What was it like on set of The Mummy? Yeah. The Mummy 2, The Mm -hmm. Mummy 3, Goes to China. Mm -hmm. These are all questions. We've Mm -hmm. got another caller here on the line. Rudy, hi. How are you, buddy? Hold on. Rudy's getting on the line. He's from Tokyo, Japan. Rudy's here. Hi, Rudy. Do you think this is Rudy from the movie Rudy? He's back. I was just going to. Oh. (laughs) Hi, Rudy. Hi, Rudy. I love your movie. Hey, I'm here. What's up? Hi, friend. Are you are you really calling us from Tokyo, Japan? Yes, sir. Oh my god! What time is it? Uh, it's like eight a. It's like nine a.m. here. Oh my god! Cool man. Sweet. He's in the future. Like, he's in the future. Whoa, dude. Rudy, what do you think of this idea I have? Heck yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's on board already. Rudy, I'm thinking about putting together a video game. It's called Kanji Samurai. You stole that from you another guy. That. You stole that is it. not your idea. Uh, Rudy, don't listen to him. A guy earlier was talking about making that game, and Jesse's just being a stealer. Okay, here's my idea. It's a combination of Mortal Kombat and Pong. It's called Pong Combat. That sounds really good. You get yeah. it on shareware discs, and mm-hmm. you pass them around yes. between each other. Yes. Also, it's 1992, mm-hmm. and I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Rudy, I'm going to go out on a crazy limb. I could be wrong and say that you are not Japanese. What brings you to Japan? Well, that's actually part of my call. Um, oh. I'm here to uh, I'm here to marry my uh, Japanese wife, longtime girlfriend. Lovely. Of 10 years. Congratulations. Yes, thank you very much. And I think of you guys as, you know, my foster dads. As well you should. Yeah. That's correct. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, we also uh, will be serving as your wife's backup husbands. <laughs> We've got a dome for this kind of thing. That's a callback. That's to something a callback to something that happened later. earlier, Rudy. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so, I like Rudy. Any, uh, so, any advice for uh, my wedding night, Dad? Oh, boy. Oh, now, wow, you guys, yeah. this is not the first time I have been with you. Remember, we were at Max Funcon East, and there was a couple that was there on their honeymoon. That's right. Do you remember this? Yes. And you gave them some very salient advice about what they should be doing on their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is good. You guys are good at this. Yeah, yeah, clearly. You mean fucking and not cosplay? Correct. <laughs> not Adventure Zone cosplay? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucked so much on my honeymoon. It was great. Um, That's the point, right? Well, you can't fuck the whole time because you're you eventually lose your boner powers and you have to yeah. eat. So the main thing you want is to just like you want it. You want a spot where you can just like kick it. Yeah. While your boner regrows, somewhere beautiful. Yeah, likely, right? Where are you guys yeah. honeymooning? Uh, well, since we've been doing the longest relationship, like just being together is the honeymoon. Yeah, really. Mm. Well, wait. Where, when are you getting married? This time. Next week. Like, almost exactly this time Oh, next that's week. fantastic. I was going to say, is it cherry blossom season yet? Because I was mm. going to say, why don't you just, you know, get naked under some cherry blossoms? But I don't think very, it's quite time. Okay, here's my, here's my recommendation to you. You know that, like, island or park or whatever it is that's full of monkeys? <laughs> sure. Monkeys love peanut butter. So, 
take off your clothes and put a little peanut butter on your Johnson. Get the monkey out. <laughs> See what happens, buddy. Now, I know this is serious advice. You should, when you guys, since you've been long distance and you haven't spent much time um, physically in front of each other, um, while you're having sex, you should just yell out things about your body that you don't like. Mm. <laughs> really sexy. And just get it out there, you know, yeah. like, and, and like point to the part and like pinch it and sure. like circle it. I have like, weird nipple hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because she won't notice it all. Yeah. You know, this is the first time you're really being around each now, other. Now, this is, this, is this is a very personal question, Rudy, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry if, it's, if I'm crossing a line, but have... have well, you, you are my dad, so I trust you. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I'm glad you keep bringing up this dad thing. <laughs> Rudy, we saw your dick when you were a baby. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, go ahead, John. Uh, is, will, will the wedding night be the first time that you guys are intimate? No, absolutely not. I mean... How would a long-distance relationship work if you didn't uh, get to bone down every two or three months? I, I, oh, don't, okay. I don't know. Excuse us. Yeah, there's sort of – every couple of months, there's a flurry of boning. Having sure. been in this position mm-hmm. when my wife yeah. was in college on the opposite coast, mm. um, what you do is kind of save your life forces right. over the course of some time. Then when you get together, <laughs> uh, the, let them flow sure. yeah. uh, like a mighty river crashing mm-hmm. across the bank. Mm-hmm. Or into the crevasse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if she likes it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. If she's into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go see uh, an improv show at the UCB. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. This, again, this is my personal experience. Yeah. But, yeah. Are you guys going to be living together? Into... Are you going to be living together in Japan now permanently? After you're married? Uh, yes. We. Just... Oh, did we That's... lose you? Are you having Mothra problems? Last <laughs> week. Hashtag no well, he said yes. Uh, so, okay, yes. all right. Yes. So they'll start to get used to each other. That'll be pretty cool. Do you already have a Japan job? Uh, I'm in the process of looking for one. Can I make a recommendation? I uh, I read a lot of Japanese fashion magazines. Mm. Go to, like to go to the Japanese bookstore and pick yeah. up a few of the great Japanese. Talking about lightning. Mm-hmm. Talking about men's file. Mm-hmm. Talking about free and easy. And may it rest in peace. Oh. Talking about men's ex. Ooh. Talking about oily boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you making these up? <laughs> <laughs> nope. These are all no, real. These are, these are all real. Yeah, Popeye. These are all real. Popeye's another good one. Uh, and one of the things that I notice is many of these have a sort of Americana theme. Yeah. So it's one of the interesting things about looking at them as an American is that you get to see uh, uh, American culture as filtered through a Japanese lens. And the models are not that fucking good looking. So... <laughs> I don't know how good looking you are. And granted, it's Japan and not China where just like being an American immediately makes you a television star, as, as I understand it. That's what they told me. And that did not happen to me there, by the way. But finish his job recommendation. I recommend that you go into the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like, I think that you should be like, um, you know, the old theme music of The Sound of Young America, uh, JoJo Action by the German dance pop group Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had this one American black guy who was the rapper in it. <laughs> and He was huge. Uh, I remember much of his verse that went, Hey, Jojo, you're down at the disco. Turn up your collar and you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Hip, hip, hip. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Tip, tip, tip. Come on. <laughs> so good. Their only qualification for that is fluent English. Yeah. So I think just find out if SMAP... Is looking for a rapper. 
Japanese pop group Snap. Uh, they just broke up, man. Oh, no. Oh, you guys. Snap, R.I.P. We need to pour out a little. Yeah. Sake? Yeah, I was well. going to say it, but I stopped myself. See, no, I I'm, I'll do the racist stuff over here, Robin. <laughs> Let me, no, I think I need to stop stopping myself. Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. Or he can be a model is where I thought you were going to go originally. Yeah, well, originally I was going to go model, but then I just figured I'd broaden it out to game show host or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and to circle. They have a ton of game shows. I'm totally up for that job. And yeah. to circle, just to circle back to your wedding night question, uh, standing up in the shower. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's It's a fun. good one. Yeah. And awesome. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for calling. And, yeah, Rudy, uh, thanks fun for calling. on your Japanese wedding. Yeah. I think you're really going to love being married. I, I, it's really wonderful. I think you're going to love Japan. Yeah, thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I've been a longtime fan, so I appreciate it a lot. Of course. Aww. Thank you. Rudy, yeah. come on. I told you guys, your, fan, your fans are so sweet. They are. They really sweet. are. Sweet. Best fans in the world. You know, you know, you know what I love about Rudy? Hmm. Always works hard at practice, even though he never gets into a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think senior the year. The heart of a champion, though. Yeah. Yeah. Senior year. Is he going to get it? Yeah. All right. They're going to let him in. <laughs> we've, we've got a caller on the line. Mike. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Robin. Hey. Is Brooklyn in the house? It sure is. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> how- got the answer. Boy, howdy. It sure is. Gee, Willikers. <laughs> is Brooklyn ever in the house? Well, I just, <laughs> just got here on the, on the bus from Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead or Mike? Mike, it's, what type? What what part of Brooklyn? Uh, what part of Brooklyn do you live in? I live in uh, Greenwood Heights, which is sort of between Sunset Park and uh, Park Slope. Yep, great. Where's that relative to the Grove? Podcast situated <laughs> yeah. here. Just a plane ride. Uh, what kind of work do you do, Mike? Uh, I work uh, as a developer for a pretty large tech company. A what company? A tech company. A tech I thought company. he said sex company, too. <laughs> I thought he okay. said sex company. Oh, right. He helps you craft the perfect sex. <laughs> I thought he said psych company. <laughs> well, we all had a different... This is a real Rorschach test. <laughs> all of our ideas are good pitches for USA Network shows. Yes. Yeah. yes. Sex company, <laughs> sex company, and psych company. Yeah. This could be like a... This is, I mean, this is like a Thursday night for fucking USA. Yeah. This is, yeah. Move over, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, USA right? is coming back to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. Blue Sky. It's TV. Robin Jesse Jordan land. <laughs> I've been on scandal. Mike, can I give you can I give you an I can I give you an idea that I have for a computer game? Oh no. Yeah, he, don't listen to him. He stole this from another guy. Okay, it's sort of like the Oregon Trail. <laughs> but, oh, bear with us. It involves slaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. Mike, that's, this an in, is a, this that's a call back joke that you're out on. You'll, a callback you'll appreciate when you listen to the episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you have a you have a family. You live alone. You got roommates. Uh, I live alone with a dog, which is uh, pretty cool, as you can imagine. <laughs> but, <laughs> you don't need to brag, Mike. No, but he is though. Brooklyn in that area, living alone with a dog. Yeah. That means he's in a building that allows dogs. He paid a pet deposit. And he's living it up. This guy makes money. This guy works in the tech industry. Yeah. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. And Robin, if things don't work out with that uh, professional Magic the Gathering referee. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Yeah, hey, Mike. <laughs> Mike, what kind, of, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, it's a Bernese Mountain Dog. Oh, those are the best. Holy cow. They're isn't big. That, isn't that a really huge dog? Yeah. Yeah, she's about 70 pounds. Uh, I don't think she's going to get too much bigger, but like yeah, she's a, she's a big gal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for laughing. Yeah. <laughs> 70 pounds, about 19 years old. <laughs> Special casting directors. What's her name? Uh, Ellie. 
It's Aww, a nice name. She That's sounds a nice. nice. Name. Is she brown? Uh, she's brown, white, and uh, mostly black. Uh, she's actually staring at me right now. Oh, boy. Uh, looking yeah. a little concerned. I love it. She heard her name. Yeah. She probably needs to go for a walk or something. <laughs> um, did, you, uh, did you call with a question? Or uh, we've been having a lot of statements as well. So if you want to have a statement, if you have a manifesto that you want to read, that's also fine. <laughs> actually, I did have a, uh, have a quick question for you guys. No, please. Uh, Jesse actually learned about uh, this show and a lot of other Maximum Fun shows on your appearance on Hollywood Handbook. Back with uh, Tom Sharpling. Oh, yeah, with our friend Tom Sharpling. That was a very confusing podcast experience. (laughs) (laughs) That is a show, Hollywood Handbook, one of the, for for anybody who hasn't heard it, one of the funniest podcasts out there. Uh, And sort of the conceit of the show essentially is that the the two hosts are trying to big time in Hollywood terms, but not especially good at it. Mm Uh, Tom Sharpling, a good friend of mine and a good friend of ours for a long time, uh, was had gone on the show and pitched that their engineer should have a show. <laughs> and it ended up that – so what it was was one of the Hollywood Handbook guys complaining while Tom Sharpling criticized the engineer who was trying to host a pilot for a morning show. Oh. And I was the guest on the morning on the, show. On the fictional morning the most, show complicated conceit and it, there was a lot of there's a lot of good fun to be sure. had in there a lot of funny you know those the hollywood handbook guys tom sharpling some of the funniest guys out there but i i the, the feeling i remember was just trying to remember what my tone was supposed to be at any given moment it's the it inception like, of podcasts right yes, yes like the premise of the joke kept shifting yes. yeah it was so complicated it's kind of like comedy bang bang too right like yes in it, that yeah, way it's kind of similarly yeah. complex yeah. tonal quilt yeah like it is a it is a comedy of emotional jeopardy mm-hmm. like that any moment someone could lose lose the thread and be left out of the joke yeah yeah anyway What's our get? What's our caller called ben, again? Yeah, Ben. Uh, what? Sorry, you were talking. Was so it Ben? You, no, it's Mike. 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 Yeah. Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, did you have a call, or did you just want to talk for twenty-five minutes? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> there is a follow-up. Uh, follow-up uh, yes. to that last point. Uh, so I was just actually curious what you guys uh, all listen to outside of uh, Max Fun podcast. What are some of your non-Max Fun oh, favorite mm. podcasts? I'm loving the two dope queens. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a lot sure, of fun. Yes. Jessica Williams, C.B. Robinson. I wish somebody would talk to me about their show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And they listen, are really great. as annoying as people are, I mean, their fans are like diehards and everybody's like, have you heard two dope queens? It's like, I heard the very first. I've known them for a while. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, but it is one of those annoying things that everybody's like, you know, you have to listen to it. But it's a lot of fun. And they're a lot of fun to watch. And. You know, it's like two sisters doing it for themselves. You guys get it. Yeah, no, they are they are two of the funniest. <laughs> They're period. so like, funny. As, it's one of those things that yeah, like people like people are talking about it a lot, but you're like, let's there's a good it's reason. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good looking I, too. I mean, come yeah, on, he's sure. off the throttle. You too. A little good looking. I I visited Al Madrigal at the Daily Show one time mm-hmm. when he was sharing an office with Jessica. Yeah. And uh, had a really nice conversation with the three of them. They were yeah. all really wonderful, l- lovely people. And, like, I was just like, how could anyone – my reaction to meeting Jessica Williams was like, how could anyone that good-looking be funny? Yeah. 
And also, how could anyone like? Then I realized that she was like twenty four or something I know, she's like a, that. She's still twenty four. Like I, I don't understand. And I was like, how could she have already? Oh, right, because she's that funny and good looking. I know it's really an embarrassment of riches. Here's here's my Jessica Williams story. I've only met her a couple times, but when she left to do the Daily Show, she uh, she left a UCB sketch team. Yep. and I replaced her. Oh. Because they needed a Jessica Williams type. No, yes. you're going to have to explain that. <laughs> oh, this was back when you had your yeah, lo- locks right. and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. What I had by Jordan was fully locked out. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, fully I, locked out, also the name of his debut album. <laughs> fully, right, yes. Me and Fred Durst, <laughs> yeah. he produced it. Um, let's see. What do I like? I I uh, I've, I like the uh, there's kind of a uh, love and dating podcast on Panoply called Y O Y that I really like. Oh my like. god! Uh, what do they talk about besides uh, love and dating? Yeah, no, it's really nice. I think something that I like a lot about it is that um, uh, it talks about modern dating in a way that I feel like people actually do it. Like I feel like when you right. talk about like. When you hear people talk about Tinder or something, yeah. it's either someone who has never done it talking about how gross it is yeah. or how they can never do it or someone who does it talking about how it's a nightmare. Right. And, yeah, they talk about it in, like, you know, just online dating stuff in a really, like, plain way that acknowledges that people do it and it's fine. Are the hosts male and female, male, male? Uh, just, yeah, just one. Uh, uh, Andrea Salenzi is the host. Oh, very good. Uh, and she's terrific. And she has a kind of a rotating cast of people coming on. And sometimes they do... You know, serious issues. Uh, they did, you know, a segment on women's health under Donald Trump, and they did a segment. Um, uh, yeah, it's just kind of the. What they'll... was a serious issue? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a laugh a minute. Oh boy, a lot of sproings and boings. Uh, yeah, and I think Jesse and I both love the Doughboys. I, yeah, yeah. I really Jordan turned me on to the to the Doughboys, which is a show hosted by our friends Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell about junk food and I really appreciate it's one of those things where something will happen on it that I will want to say something to someone about my wife is not interested and so I'm really grateful it means a lot to me that I can text Jordan about mm-hmm. something that Nick or Mike said yeah they're both like friends of ours in real life and really lovely dudes but they're also brilliantly funny and when they say like I literally texted Jordan today because I was so excited. They had Bobby Lee on the show. Oh, I love him, yeah. Nick Weiger said something that was uh, in a kind of white voice. Yeah. Uh, not intentionally. It's natural to him. And <laughs> Just his voice? <laughs> Bobby, Lee, Bobby Lee mocked him a little bit, and Mike Mitchell said, well, it's pretty on brand for Weiger. <laughs> and uh, Weiger said, yeah, my brand is undercover cop who's not very good at his job. <laughs> 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 and I, I like, I was driving my car, and I laughed full volume Isn't out loud best? by myself the in best. the car. Yeah, I love that. You know, I've also been doing Fake the Nation with Nagin Farsad, who's in town. Oh, so yeah. I did it twice when she was here. She's going back to New York now, but I was able to jump on it uh, this week and a couple weeks ago, and that's been really fun because. I was on a show. I'm sorry, is this a plug? Segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because or... more about me, guys. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, it's like I used to be on a television show called The Nightly Show, where we could talk about politics every night. So it's nice to kind of get it out with other comedians, and yeah. you know, still be able to vent a little. I listen to uh, on the comedy side. I think with Doughboys and Never Not Funny, which I've been listening mm-hmm. to for many oh, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, are probably the only comedy podcasts that aren't Max Fun shows. No, wait, wait, don't tell me. Does that count as a podcast? <laughs> um, uh, does, no, okay. It does, I can't, uh, I can't, I don't. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I would say I think those are the only non. I listen to a number of Max Fun comedy mm. podcasts. I listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself every week without yeah. fail. Uh, that's like my greatest comfort and laugh. But um, in terms of non comedy podcasts, I really love. Uh, this came up on Jordan Jesse Go the other day because uh, the host Adam Ragusia uh, bought an ad for his weird Billy Joel podcast. <laughs> uh, but he does a podcast about public media called The Pub. That anybody who works oh. in anybody who works in sort of nonprofit media, I think would uh, would really benefit from listening to. He's a really smart guy and does a great job with that show. I love On the Media. Um, I think On the Media is the best public radio news program. I think it has been for a long time. It's like the one that fearlessly uh, interrogates the issues and tries to find out second and third level truth mm. um, in a way that a daily news show is not able to just because of the nature of what it is. I mean, I think, you know, your morning editions and all things considered do amazing, incredible yeah. work. But uh, what I really want to listen to is the second and third draft of that, which is what I feel like I get from on the media. And I, I like the New Yorker podcast a lot. Um, although David Remnick, do the they host, have the cartoons on it? <laughs> they do. Just have, some guy describing the cartoons. Yeah. They do. Yeah, it's a dolphin, and he's at a Starbucks, <laughs> and uh... they have. Okay, so they used to have a thing where one of the cartoonists called another cartoonist and asked what they were pitching this week. <laughs> it was brutal. I think they've stopped doing that, and they do still have the shouts and murmurs. Oh yeah, and they are even worse on the radio oh, than they are. God. Like, it is just yeah, that brutal. Translate. Oh, and it it's doesn't in my opinion it's like the only part of the New Yorker that doesn't work consistently. Mm. Like I think the New Yorker is just literally the best thing in the yeah. world and like the shouts and murmurs are are a real mess. Sometimes oh you get a Jack Handy one and you're laughing until you cry. Mm. Yeah. Simon Rich always delivers the goods, but in general it's a real rough stuff. And just to have someone read it out loud like it's a radio uh, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I did see a new, uh, you know, people always come up with the one caption for all the New Yorker cartoons. Oh, right. Yeah. Sure. I saw a new one the other day. Well, maybe it's not new. It was new to me. It was, uh, I think our sexual game has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> so what I saw recently as well, Obama promised us change. <laughs> I saw, yeah, that's, that's a classic. That's an oldie. My God. Yeah. Um, but what I like about the New Yorker Radio Hour, in all sincerity, is it is the only radio show with a host that sounds more like a coastal elitist twat than I do. <laughs> David Remnick yeah. sounds like a parody of Gore Vidal or something. Aww, he's, he's a, a bril- lovely man. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy and does a wonderful job hosting the show. Yeah. I just am really grateful that they were just like, well, I'm, we're just going to go with Remnick. That- it's a sure bet, guys. Uh, well, yeah, thank you very much for uh, for calling, Brooklyn guy. Ben, Mike, what's your name? <laughs> Mike, that Mike. Mike. There you go. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank <laughs> you for calling us. It has been a great joy and a great delight. Yes. I'm going to call this a success. Not a train wreck at all. Yay! A lot of fun. The fun parts of Punisher Warzone. You know, <laughs> that's what this was. You know why I think this was such a great success? Mm-hmm. Two words. Yeah. Robin Thede. Two words. War zone. Yeah. 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 Estúpida. <laughs> Robin Thede, thank you yes, so much. thank you. Thank you guys so much. This was fantastic. Thanks, everybody, for calling. And um, this was a blast. Yeah. I would suggest that you plug something, but uh, you, you've already sold 17 television shows. <laughs> no, I have, I have nothing to plug but my Twitter. Go follow me at, at Robin Thede. You know what, guys? Yeah. Google it. I don't know. You're, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good follow. That is a good, <laughs> solid follow. You're going to get a lot of funny stuff You're from really Robin Thede on Twitter. You. Thank yeah. you. She's she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna bring the heat, just like <laughs> just like the Punisher against those parkour guys. Oh boy, fucking parkour oh guys. No. Our thanks to Brian Sunny D Fernandez, better known as Beef, 
for uh, screening the calls. And by screening the calls, we mean setting up some kind of weird fake phone number that forwards to our office uh, and figuring out how to turn off our uh, call waiting. <laughs> A feat in and of itself, yes. really. Maybe Daniel Baruela did. Daniel Baruela, our office administrator, yeah. did the figuring out how to turn off the – hopefully you can turn it back on. No, um, it's over. Because we only have one no phone call, call, yeah. no more call waiting. <laughs> Um, for uh, you can hashtag it JJ Go on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, join us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com and on Facebook in the Maximum Fun group. And by liking Jordan Jesse Go, that's the name of this show. This show is done now. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. And Goodbye. we apologize. Show. Yes, we're sorry. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.